When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Hashtag no music, no intro. And to quote one of my favorite wrestlers, it is story time with Adam West. Fucking let's take a seat and talk about this shit. I'm going to talk about it. I'm going to set the stage. I'm going to set it up, Ryan. And then after I set it up, I'll let you take it from there. Let's go back to 2017. That draft. Saints had left overall pick. They had the Sean Payton and Pete Carmichael, which is funny because I don't Pete Carmichael, you think Pete Carmichael about to go to Liberty to work out uh Pete making that trip. Sean Payton, Pete Carmichael take a take a flight to Lubbock, Texas. Middle of fucking nowhere. My hometown. I can say it's middle of nowhere because it is the middle of nowhere. Because I was I lived there for 19 years. Worked out a prospect by the name of Patrick Mahomes. To this day, Sean Payton said it's the best quarterback workout he's ever seen. Sitting in the draft at 11. Unbeknownst to me as to why they just choose to not go up and get the number one player on their board. People who are listening to this podcast may say, oh, that, well, we don't know that was his number, were this, that Mahomes was their number one player. Shut up. It was. Don't want to hear what you're saying. It was. Get traded in front of by the Chiefs. That's history. Okay, cool. Got Drew Brees. Let's keep this, let's keep this party going. The next year, 2018, let's go back to the draft. That season had ended with the Minnesota Miracle. And Case Keenum had seven seconds or eight, however many seconds he had, maybe 14. I, I forget how much seconds on the clock. To make a throw, Stefan Diggs, Marcus Williams misses a tackle, touchdown. We're all heartbroken and just in disbelief. And I still to this day think that in Sean's mind, he was thinking if we just could have sped up Case Keenum a little quicker. Just got him off the spot a little more. Just I always think of the beginning of Age of Ultron when Wanda put that that vision in Tony's head mm, yeah. of just destruction. And so then he had to go go ahead and build Ultron, and and there you have it. And I might you may say that's hyperbole, and it might be, but we got them trading up in the draft. From the 20s to like 14 or whatever it was, gave up a future first round pick and 
other stuff to trade up and draft a raw defensive end prospect in Marcus Davenport. In doing so, you passed on Lamar Jackson, mm. who I, I get it. Lamar was never going to be a Sean Payne type of quarterback, but you passed on him. So that's two, that's two quarterbacks in the draft that you, one, you didn't trade up for and you should have. I'm excluding Deshaun Watson out of 2017 because he's, he's a big creep. So excluding him from 2017. 2018, you don't, go, you don't draft Lamar Jackson when he is in your lap. In theory, you didn't even have to trade up for Lamar Jackson. He would have fell right to you. But yeah. I digress. They could have stayed in the 20s, gotten Lamar Jackson, and still had a 20, uh, the 2018 first-round pick. Maybe would have added A.J. Brown. But I digress. So trade it up. So you don't have a you don't have a, you don't have a first round pick in 2018. But and I'm gonna I'm not gonna really hold this against him. Okay, I'm not I'm not majorly holding this this against him. But Tom Brady leaves New England, tells Sean Payton and, and Chris Sims as much I, as I can't stand that motherfucker. He was the first one on it, and that smoke started coming out, and it it just it made it made so much sense, and. It then gets confirmed. Tom Brady wanted to come to New Orleans, but Drew Brees decided he wanted to come back. And I get it for the sake of optics and what we talked about on this podcast before. Emotions, you could they couldn't just sign Tom and just say, "I'm oh, sorry, sorry, Drew, we let your hats come back. We move it <laughs> on." Couldn't let it happen. That one again, because of what the situation was, kind of understand it. Don't really hold that one against them so much, but. Can we talk about this shit? Last year, Russell Wilson comes out. He names the Cowboys, the Bears, the Raiders, the Saints as the teams he wanted to get traded to. Then the list gets revised. The Saints are on it again. The Broncos are on it. And then I think maybe there was the Giants, if I remember correctly. Yes. So so this shit started percolating last year. Okay. We all get excited. Like, oh, we're about to get our about to be Russell Wilson time, baby. Just got to wait for it. Mm, pumped. The three first-round picks? Shit. Send them bitches. Be ready. And then season goes on. He doesn't, he doesn't get traded. There's a lot of smoke. And then this season, the one that just ended, passed, and there was still, there was still some smoke billowing. Just to smoke. Just smoke, bro. Smoke. And... What does Sean Payton go ahead and do this offseason, bro? This man said he didn't retire. He just said, I'm going to step away for a bit. Don't, don't really want to coach. And I'm all about getting, giving people their flowers when you know while they're here. Because that's that's a life lesson I learned. You got to give people their flowers while they're here. But can I just say, fuck Sean Payton, bro? I, just, I, needed, yeah. I, I needed to say it. I tweeted it today, but I needed to say it because you cannot tell me that if he would have stepped down, and don't keep in mind, it's just step down because this selfish ass and this egotistical hubris ass at some point within maybe next season and two seasons from now, or in the complete to completely fuck the Saints over even more. He just, he would just wait three years after his contract expired, yeah. and then he just go to a team and don't and that team don't have to give up any type of draft capital to sign him because right. whatever. But he leaves the Saints, 
after this mess that he created offensively, not getting a quarterback in terms of having a succession plan, not addressing wide receivers highly in the draft, drafting Cesar Ruiz. He is the sole reason that Cesar Ruiz was drafted, not Jeff Ireland, Sean Payton. That's his pick, period. So for him to just be like, ah, these 16 years is good, but I, I got mm, this season was worrying on me. And I'm not trying to diminish how the season was worrying on him. I, I mean, I'll say this, right? I'm not an NFL head coach. I can't imagine the stress that is on an NFL head coach, but to a certain degree, what I do every day in my job is a lot of fucking stress. And I have kids' lives that I'm responsible for, bro. Oh. 23 of them. 23 kids' lives to whatever degree you want to say I'm responsible for. So I know what it is to have stress on my shoulders every day when I go into the office where I'm going to these homes trying to make sure that these kids are safe. I get it. It's a different type of beast. But at the end of the day, it's a fucking game, right? It's a game. That said, he leaves the Saints in this lurch. And if I was Russell Wilson, like, why? what would have been the purpose of him coming here if Sean Payton's not here? Like, yeah, maybe they still have a pretty decent O-line in place, even if they lose to Ron. Yeah, Mike Thomas is going to come back and AK, blah, blah. But you think fucking Russell Wilson wants to come fucking – Play with fucking Pete Carmichael? No. Like, nah. Russell Russell Wilson wants to look good. Now, if you if the if the Saints would have gotten Eric the enemy, oh okay. You know what? Let me let me stop. So here, so I I have just quickly laid out the foundation in place. Now that Russell Wilson was traded today to the Broncos for the the quote unquote Hall two first-round picks, two second-round picks, a decent defensive tackle, or you can even say good because Shelby Harris has, has had some good football in Shelby Harris. Um, Noah Fant, who is a young, good tight end pros- prospect, but, like, he's – is he going to live up to the hype? We don't know. And Drew fucking Locke for Russell Wilson in a fourth, bruh. You're telling me that if we would have offered – hypothetically two first round picks, two second round picks, Marcus Williams and Marcus Davenport that we wouldn't be able to land Russ. Now you, people might say, well, the Seahawks would have learned to trade them in the, into a team in the NFC, blah, blah. I don't want to hear it, but I think the Seahawks would have done it. Now training them to the AFC allows them to save face better because he's not in the same conference, but it all ties into Sean, Peyton left the Saints. When he left the Saints, any hopes of trading for Russell Wilson left. And now there's this, this, just this, everyone in the NFL are trying to get their quarterback upgrades. And we trying to fucking shift through Jameis Winston, Jimmy Garoppolo, Taysom, Teddy Bridgewater, bro. Like it, it, I'm detached, but just like the, the team building male practice of it irks the shit out of me. Oh man. 
it's like you say, it's Mel Perkins and Sean Payton. It's it's like he left the house in disorder. Look, he 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 left the place better than it was when he came, but he kind of just left it in disorder, man. Like that was one thing that we really needed him to do is to get that transition going. Um, and he had his chances. And, you know, Russell Wilson would have came to uh, Saintsburg. Like, I don't know what it would have cost. You know, um, since Denver, you know, Denver did have a top 10 pick, you know, I'm sure that, I'm sure that helped. <clears throat> but, you know, it's like the Saints, like, bro, like they had so many options if they really wanted to make it happen. You know, mm -hmm. they could trade players. If Seattle didn't want, like, the player, they could have traded a player to another team, got the pick, then traded that pick. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's so many options and things they could have done. And when I saw the uh, the hall. Quote, unquote, got, hall. <laughs> like, just throw out Drew Locke. Like, <laughs> you know, like, people, Drew Locke, no, they don't even count. Like, that's not even a, like, he's Drew Locke. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's not even factored in. Like, I'm sure they just wanted him in. They were just wanted, like, to just get him out the building. Like, look, can you just take Drew Locke for us? Like, please, just, <laughs> just take him. You know what I'm saying? So that don't even count. You get no fan, you know, like a young tight end that could, you know, that could have a nice career and, you know, a Shelby, you know, you know, nice, solid, good player. I mean, come on, man, for a two firsts and two seconds? Seriously? Like we blow that shit on nothing, nothing. We had uh, we, blew, we blew two firsts on two firsts. Two firsts, bro. <laughs> and, the, you, and you know what makes it even more makes today even more annoying. Just going back to that, I don't know if you remember that draft, but you know who I was like advocating the Saints should have drafted the first round of that draft if it wasn't going to be Lamar, and I was a big fan of his. Fucking Harold Landry, bro. Yeah, and he <laughs> and just got a big, big, big money. Paid, bro. Paid. <laughs> just consistent, healthy, you know, just uh. <laughs> like it, and now I just feel like this this off yeah, they didn't tag Marcus today, they didn't tag Tehran. There's a there's a chance, there's a chance maybe Marcus. Next next week, free agents tampering starts on Monday or whenever fucking tampering starts. There's a chance Marcus and his agent might kind of test the waters and maybe the number of what he's expecting or he's wanting may not be out there. And then that maybe he can say, oh, shit, streak's kind of cold out there. Maybe I'll just stay, yeah. stay, stay to what I know. Um, but this whole – I just – I feel like I'm going to ask – part of me feels like I want to say what's the vision again – I, I thought the vision was just being safe and whatever was comfortable. But now, if you lose, you, you lost Trey last year, which I understood because of the flat cap. And then you're going to lose Marcus this year. Like, you can't even, in theory, you can't even hang your hat on, well, we're just going to be a damn good defense and, that, and our defense right. is going to. Exactly. Like, now you're losing that identity. So then what the fuck are you as a what team? What are you? What are you? You're a disintegrating, middling team right now. Now a this disintegrating, middling team, man. Now in in a month and a half, when we're in Vegas, in 
Saints pick at 18. And another part of this trade, and I'll get back to the point I'm going to make it about Vegas. Another part of this trade is that the Seahawks have now the ninth pick. Yep. So uh, everyone was talking about quarterbacks, maybe not going in the top 10. Seattle needs a quarterback. They can easily take Malik Willis. They can easily take a Kenny Pickett or, or whatever. And that just means that the quarterbacks that may have fallen to the Saints, because now if the Saints want to go get a quarterback, they got to, you would think they got to go above Seattle. Right. Like eight. <laughs> but all this gets wiped away. You know, oh, not all. But if, if somehow the Saints can end up with a situation where they either trade up in round one to secure a Malik Willis, a Kenny Pickett, or if they don't go that route, if they go wide receiver at 18, in, in, in any of them, Ryan, I don't even like Drake London that much. I don't even like Gary Wilson that much. I don't fucking care. Just draft him. Just, just draft him. <laughs> Please, <laughs> please get a receiver at 18 and then somehow in the round two, they could get like a Desmond Rittler or Sam Howe. Then things are at least I was like, oh, OK, cool. All right. But the way she's looking right now, oh, bro, it's just looking grim. And and the way that. The Jameis Colt came at me today, which was weird. Oh the, the weird thing was I sent a tweet, and the tweet, it wasn't even really trying. It like My tweet wasn't about <laughs> going at Jameis. All I said, and I got I to find the tweet. It's it, Everyone's fucking been retweeting it and shit or whatever. Um, but all I basically said was the Broncos just traded for Russell and y'all, including me, are hoping – well, not not, not y'all – are hoping for checks, notes, a Jameis or Teddy. And I said, man, we're poor as fuck. It wasn't a knock on Jameis. I, I, people were like, well, what, what options do the Saints have? Yeah, I get this. I get they don't have fucking options. But the way exactly. they don't have fucking the options is because they put themselves in this position. Right. Right, exactly. I, it, it wasn't knocking Jameis. It wasn't knocking Teddy. Although, please, please, like, Teddy's a great dude. Please keep him the fuck away from my team, bro. <laughs> I, I don't need to see number five in black and gold taking snap, bro. Don't need to see it in my life again. I'm good. <laughs> but all, I, all the point I was making is that we as fans who are fans of the Saints are like, we are in this poverty and and we like I, I wish we could go wish we could go back a little bit to our Drew Brees episodes towards the end of his seat, career when that arm was looking kind of weak, bro. Yeah. Shit, them, them, them days don't look that bad no more, bro. <laughs> I mean, you remember the Indianapolis Colts game? Lighting them up. That you went like what twenty two for twenty three or something. Yes. Days don't look no. <laughs> They don't look that bad no more, bruh. But the point I was making on Twitter on this fucking tweet that blew up and everyone's coming to my mentions and trying to fucking argue with me. Oh, 30 interceptions was a fluke. Block. Oh, like, well, get, get Jameis some weapons. Just watch. Stop it. Why? He's played in the NFL for five seasons before he joined the Saints in the same division. Like, 
We saw him twice a year. Like, we know what he is. Like, what weapons? He had Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. Like, what? Where are we? Well, now they're running with the the Stafford narrative. Like, oh, look at Stafford. Look what he was with the Lions. And I can see where they're coming from, but Stafford was never – he never had – I mean, Stafford had started this whole time. He never got benched, like ever. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, And, oh, my God, it's just like – it's it's just like there are things between love and hate. You know what I'm saying? Because you talk about Jameis, it's like, damn, why y'all hate Jameis? Don't hate Jameis. Like I've like you can go listen to the podcast when we did our whole build building the Saints thing. I advocated for Jameis. I think you know both of us did. It's like that just makes sense. It's a sensible move. It's not ideal. It's not the best thing that could you know we would want them to do. But considering the situation we're in, it's like, eh, it makes sense. But it's like, don't be stupid. Like, don't be blind and not know what that is. Like, there it is. The dude is not a franchise quarterback. Thank you. He's He's just not, man. Like, (laughs) you just have to realize that. Don't give me shit about old Trent Dilfer and and Joe Flacco. Yes, those are outliers, man. Like, those are outliers. You can't. You can't build your team around outliers. Yes, you just maybe yes, you know, uh some magic dust might land on your team and something happens. That's great. But is as Jay- far as like planning James- and building. Is Jameis even as good as, as Ryan Tannehill? That's that's extremely debatable. I don't think so. I mean my, Ryan Tannehill, say what you want, Ryan Tannehill the past about three years that's what I'm saying. has been like a top seven quarterback statistically. Right, and specifically in the statistics that matter for quarterback. That's my point. Like I, I I even I I picked Tannehill. Like I, I guess compared like, and I tried to even make make it into an analogy, a fucking sex analogy that people fucking understood. I said Jameis is a five or five and a half, right? You have no problem smashing a five, five and a half. Sometimes that's just what's available, right? But as people, this is not just it's International Women's Day. I'm not trying to just be, be chauvinistic. This, everyone should want to smash a 10, right? We all deserve to smash 10s in our lives because we that's what we all deserve. So while we might be smashing fives and fives and a half, but we're always looking for a 10, right? You don't, you don't introduce your family to five, five and a half. Or unless you settle, but once you get like that eight, nine, ten range, like you, you good, right? So all I said was like Jameis right now for us, Jameis is a five, five and a half. Ain't nothing wrong with a five and five and a half, but we would be doing ourselves a disservice as fans and as a team if we don't seek out to try to go get an eight or nine and ten because eight, mm-hmm. nines, and tens are what win Super Bowls historically, period. And then someone trying to get my mention said, well, Jameis is at least a seven. I said, no, like, Derek Carr is like a seven. Right now, Jameis is not even like a seven. He's a five and five and a half. And historically, for a quarterback of his ilk, where he is in his career, I also like to – I love that everyone seems to forget that this man is literally coming off a fucking torn ACL. Um, (laughs) 
Like they they make it sound like this man is fully healthy. It's just nothing. Like oh, he's fine. It's like bro. <laughs> like even Joe Burrow was skittish in the first couple of games, bro. Like what, right. are, we doing? what, are, we, what are we doing? And even so, even if you have a quarterback with his elk, you historically for those type of quarterbacks to win Super Bowls. Everything in the fucking world has to be right on the team. Everything. You got to have weapons. You got to have O-line. You got to have wire or you got to have great running back. And typically your defense has to be absolutely like top three. So when people are bringing up like Trent Dilfer, Brad Johnson. And not top three. Like like historically. Historically. Historically like great. Like what are we doing? I don't it makes my head hurt. And I and like we said, I don't got nothing against James. He's a good dude. But it as a psych major, I I like all when all this shit settles, bro. Like I wish I could just do like a thesis on like what happened these these couple of years with sports psychology with like some Saints fans and Jameis. Because it's one of the most fascinating fucking things I've ever fucking seen. Man, it's just it's just Saints, you know, a lot of Saints fans just love their quarterback. You know, it was like when Aaron Brooks, back in Aaron Brooks' days, you know, they had they had his, you know, his his people that loved him, you know, and there were a lot of people that hated him, but there were a lot of people that loved him. Um, there's always that little crew, and right now, especially with Jameis, it's just like it's just the potential that they see. You know what I'm saying? Like they just they're yes. in love with the potential, what he could potentially be if he had weapons. If he does this, if he cuts down on the cuts down on the interception, if he makes if he makes the better decisions, so it's just you know them projecting what they want to see, projecting him having a Joe Flacco type postseason, um, things you know becoming a Matthew Stafford with the Rams. It's just all projection, man. Like, but all you can do is look at what you've seen and right. go from there. But I guess I think that's what it's just confusing to me a little bit in terms of going by what you've seen. Because even like the Jameis Colt, and I even tweeted it today, like they act like the Carolina game didn't happen, the New England game didn't happen, the Seattle game didn't happen. I understand we that. We watched the game. We watched the games. We watched the games. <laughs> we literally did like a, a, a live stream during the Seattle Monday Night Football game, bro. And I don't ever remember feeling like, man, we just got this game in hand. You know, maybe the Green Bay game, but even that wasn't up until like the midpoint. And that was just the defense just like shutting down fucking Green Bay. They scored and three James, points. And Jameis just making like, you know, two or three just amazing throws. You know, and I think that's what the pretty much the uh, the the formula would be. You know, just him managing him, him making just a couple of great throws downfield. Um, hopefully, you know, once he gets weapons, he would, um, you know, be a little more consistent as far as staying ahead of the chains and uh, just taking, you know, taking some of the check downs and, you know, keeping the, keeping the first downs moving because it was just fast, fast uh, feast of famine, yeah. you know, for most, uh, most of his tenure uh, last year. So, you know, that would be what we would want it to be. But those things you gotta see it happen. We don't we don't know. You know what I'm saying? Like his time in, his time with the Bucks, he had weapons. People are like, oh, he's OL, like, you know, the quarterback impacts the offensive line. 
Mm. Now, yes, like, now, yes, Bruce, you know, Bruce Arians is a huge reason he threw 30 interceptions. Yes. You know, huge reason because that just should not have been allowed. It shouldn't have been allowed. You know, your most coaches, once you start seeing something like that, you completely change up. But, you know, that's not Bruce Arians. That's not his own. But at the same time, it's like he threw 30 interceptions. Right. And we, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and it's not like it's not like he wasn't doing it with the Saints. No, he didn't throw a lot of interceptions. But please go back and watch the games. Like there were a lot of interceptable balls and a lot of WTF throws. Like, come on now, you know. So you got to just factor in all that. Again, like Jameis. At this point, we'd love for him to come back and be the same starting quarterback for the 2022 season. But let's just keep everything in perspective here, man. Got to, man. We we have to. All right. I think I'm going to calm down a little bit, bro. Dave's <laughs> getting on my nerves, bro. I was pissed, bro. I was, I was really hot. Today. I was pissed about Russell Wilson. I was pissed about that Stephen Colbert video I posted and the game. Oh, it's, it's, it's funny. I, I saw you tweet that. And I was walking into a visit, and then I was like, I'm going to, as soon as I get out this visit, I'm going to watch it. And then I, I saw that it was going to take me an hour and fucking 45 minutes to get home. <laughs> <laughs> and then I just completely forgot. I'll, I'll watch it. I'll watch it after no, I'm done. No, no. I mean, it's best to not watch it uh, <laughs> after driving an hour and a half. I mean, hour and 40 minutes. Fuck that. You know. I just think I pissed about everything for a minute, man. I was just like, man, fuck Sean Payton, man. You know? Fuck him. Fuck him, man. No, no, no. Yes, I know. People are like, oh, you're for the team. Blah, blah, blah. He did so much. I get all that, but fuck him. Right now, that's how I feel. Thank you. you know? Thank you, man. That's how I feel, man. Right? Because like, we had a chance, bro. We had a chance to really be a good, you know, have a have a Payton man in the Andrew Luck or Brett Favre, Aaron Rodgers, or could have had it, bro. Could have had, had it, man. Even if, even if Sean, like, here's what I'm thinking, bro. Sean couldn't have. It maybe if Sean would have left, Russ wouldn't have wanted to stay. But you tell me, Sean couldn't have maybe like stayed this season, secure made it happen, secure just, Russ, and then say, you know, well, then if he secure Russ, then he's not gonna want to step down, bro. He goes be real. Exactly. 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 Oh, wooed, fucking wooed Tom Brady. Obviously, Tom Brady's just not like really retired. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, he could have done so much, man. He could have. Like, he just quit, bro. Like to me, he just quit. He quit. He got tired of the Saints and he quit. You know what I'm saying? And it's just, I don't know. That just shit just rubs me wrong, man. Like it's going to take me a minute to let, like, I let it go already. Right, but like it's it's still it's just fuck him right now. Like, but like don't, to, tell me, to, don't tell me that good about him. Today felt like like salt in the wound. It did, it did, man. Oh, don't don't worry. We'll meet you on neutral ground. Fuck you. What the fuck? fuck? You? What does that even mean? What does that even mean, bro? Like, like is it like is it Obi Wan Kenobi? Like, like I have the high ground now. Like, what are we doing? <laughs> neutral ground. I don't want to hear none of that, man. I don't want to hear, bro. So, <sighs> I want I want to talk to you a little bit about the Seahawks. Just I mean, they're 
first of all, can we just talk about what a bloodbath the AFC is, bro? Mm -hmm. <laughs> the bloodbath AFC. Uh, who? Uh, I mean, Derek Carr. Derek Carr, the worst quarterback in that division. He's not. And he's that good. Good. He's bro. good. Like, he's good <laughs> like that's wild. And then if you look at you look at the NFC, the NFC quarterback wise, you got Aaron Rodgers. Like I'm gonna have to really think. You got Aaron Rodgers, Dak, Kyler, with you know, and then, uh, someone tweeted it, and there's one more that I'm forgetting that you could say is like a bona fide, like good Stafford. NFL Stafford. Yeah, I think that was it. And that's it, bro. Yeah, man, the NFC is. I mean, on the flip side, it's like you know, NFC. You can, you can compete in the NFC, man. The Saints get their shit together. <laughs> that's, that's what makes it even more frustrating, bro. <laughs> you compete, man. All these years, we had this goddamn ridiculous bloodbath of the NFC. You know what I'm saying? You can compete, man, to get your shit together, man. What the, um, Seahawks, the Seahawks? Yeah, I want, yeah. This, this, they, I mean, it just depends what they do. Like, they are such a weird team. The way they draft, um, obviously, you would think like, oh, they can go go for Malik Willis or Kenny Pickett with number nine. But man, knowing them, man, it's gonna be some dude we don't even know. Or just you know a freaking defensive tackle or some shit. Like, it's gonna be something <clears throat> you just never know. Um, it would make plenty of sense. If they went and got Kenny Pickett and, you know, and just started rebuilding that team, man, then it would make, you know, it would make sense. It would. It would. I, I think, and like, besides like off, like offensive line, I'd always that's always the thing with Seattle, right? But I think if they were to get Kenny Pickett, I do think something – and I'm not saying he's going to be better than Russell Wilson or anything remotely close to that. But one thing I do think that may help – because we were just talking about how quarterbacks can make the offensive line look a little worse. If you go watch that game Kenny Pickett had against Tennessee, it was one of those – it was such a well-played game by him in that his progressions, if it wasn't open downfield, boom, he was checking that shit down. And, like, the offense was just moving four or five yards at a time, right? And – we, if you if you watch enough football, well, you know that Russell Russell likes to fucking hold that bitch and throw that bitch oh, deep. Yeah. yeah, and obviously there's been a lot of offensive line issues in Seattle, but there are some times where like you just cannot pull the ball that long. Like you right. got to get exactly. rid of it. And Russell yeah. doesn't really like to check down. So if they were to get Kenny Pickett, like it, like it would obviously they're still re they're rebuilding, but. Yeah, they could get Kenny Pickett at nine. They they have they would have a pick in the second round, and then a first, and then basically two first round picks next year in the second round, or then and then two second round picks next year. Like if they hit on a quarterback at nine, they right back in this bitch, bro. Yeah. The big yeah. caveat though is that they are terrible at drafting these sellers. They've been horrible. They've been horrible, man. Terrible. Like, they've been, like, our 2020 draft, but, like, for multiple drafts, bro. 
That's why it just shocks me that it shocks me that they did it. Like I would have, like Russell oh. Wilson would have had to force a stink. Like it would have had to been like a nasty. It would have had to got nasty. And for for me, how did Seattle not ask the Broncos for either Jerry Judy, bro, Judy, pa- Patrick Sertan, Bradley Chubb? Sertan would have been number one on my list. Like you're not moving unless you give me Sertan. Like, yeah, like, when I even having a conversation about. Just, just wow. Like, you could, you could say however you want to say it, but the Seahawks got fleeced. Fleeced. This doesn't happen. No. <laughs> like a Super Bowl winning franchise quarterback in his young, you know, in his early 30s, they don't get traded. It doesn't happen. Doesn't happen, man. Now, you know, there's the theory out there, like Greg Rosenthal, a couple of people think, you know, he's kind of in decline. I don't think so. Uh, I think it's more like an Aaron Rodgers yep. down, dump, just kind of slump. Yep. Um, but I could be wrong. Like, maybe Seattle thinks he's in decline. Or, you know, I just thought it was funny, how, you know, Bobby Wagner on his last days, just like <laughs> Sherman. Sherman was a prophet. There was a profit because you got to go back like years, man. That I don't know if it was an SI article or somebody big long article about you know what Richard Sermon was saying about uh Russell Wilson and a lot of the defensive players' thoughts on Russell Wilson. How he's just this flake, this kind of fake, you know, wannabe team guy, but he's really a me guy, and this and that. It just shows you like. At the very least, there was there were people in that building that just weren't believers in Russell, you know, for whatever reason. Which I get, you know what I'm saying? Because you know, you watch enough Russell Wilson uh social media, it's like <laughs> you know, he, yes. you can see why yes. some people just won't believe in him, you know what I'm saying? I don't give a fuck about all that shit. Like what, what are you doing back to me? Yeah, yeah, like water, go play quarterback, motherfucker. Like I don't give a shit about none of that. You, you, your, uh, your, your cornball ass. Just, just, just go make plays, Negro. Just go make plays, man. Post your little videos with Sierra. I don't care, Mister, yeah. Mister Un- Unlimited. Unlimited. <laughs> <laughs> I had but to. That 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 book is closed, man. Like Aaron Rodgers is locked up. Um, Russell Wilson is with the Broncos. Like those were the two big veteran names out there. So it's it's back to poverty, bro. It's back to being like a middle class man working at the factories. Like that's where we at. You know? And that's why in this draft, and and maybe Seattle throws a wrench in it because of where they sit now at nine, right? But I think in this draft. There's two, there's two things that the Saints got to do. And I don't know how the hell they're going to do it, but it's two things they need to do. I kind of brought it up earlier. Either they, they, they move up a little bit, secure the rights, draft Malik Willis or Kenny Pickett, and get a rock receiver in round two, or maybe you flip that, maybe you get a rock. Like if, if they get in, get, in, get in the draft of Chris Olave or Jamison Williams at 18 and get a Desmond Riddler, Sam Howitt at two, because at this point now, it's really about you got to start 
you got to start doing what Denver did, right? Yeah. Let's, let's yeah. look at the Denver model. Become bro. Denver. Become Denver. Like, they're not super far away from it. Like, they got they already got the defense to a degree. We'll see what happens with Marcus and whatever. But you got some pieces on D. You got at least Michael Thomas for maybe a year, maybe next, at least two, three years max. Got AK for who knows how long. You got a stud right tackle and ram check. You got a stud center that's probably going to get extended at some point. Just build up your team with good fucking players. And what will happen is that – and it already happened with Russ, bro. Would be, he didn't come here. But what will happen is that whenever there's a quarterback, Kyler Murray or someone who wants to get out of their, their situation, and the NFL, especially with quarterbacks, is coming so much more like the NBA with their star players – you know, it's like, I don't fucking be here anymore. Like, get me the fuck out of here. And sometimes, you know, it works out like in Green Bay, but bro, sometimes it doesn't work out. Like, and I think we're just seeing more and more of this. Now, it's a rip, and I'm not saying that you just build your team and you just ignore quarterback, right? Like, you still, you still oh, got to yeah. draft. Like, if you could, if you hit on the, a rookie quarterback, you already got a man in shape. Like, you are good. But you, they have to just build whatever the infrastructure is. And I think as a fan, that's what gets me the most worried is I'm just like, these dudes about to fucking draft like Jordan Davis at 18, ain't they? Like, oh, they just yeah. have to do just something just where it's just, oh, yeah. just dumb, bro. <laughs> just, just, oh, it's going to happen, man. Where we're just in our, in our, we're doing a live live video of the fucking trap, bro, and we just <laughs> just, I can just see our faces right now, like uh, like these niggas really, really did this at 18, huh? Like, huh? This is this is what we get. <laughs> and I just can't get over the fact that back to Sean Payton, Uh-oh. that they extended Taysom Hill. <laughs> is like Taysom Hill's really- cap number at $13 million this upcoming season? It's just unbelievable, man. Like, just the fact that he may take some hill a thing as a quarterback. Like, well, to the point where people actually believe, like, oh, well, maybe Taysom Hill will take over. Like, what? That's just unbelievable, man. Unbelievable he left us in that situation. It, all around, just, it, 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 feels like it obviously wasn't pur- pur- purposeful or purposely but it's like he just fucking just stripped away everything from the offense bro just just stripped it which makes no sense <laughs> just, stri- just stripped it down it just it makes no sense and I know you were talking about fucking RAS scores last night bro I don't fucking want to hear it. Like I don't like. I'm not, I'm not telling you that. I'm, like if someone's listening in the building, which I, I'm pretty sure there's not, but if there is. I don't fucking hear. Like I don't give a fuck about the RAS scores. Just watch the tape. Whoever they're at 18, Traylon Burks, chubby ass, Drake London, Chris Olave, Jamison Williams. I don't care. Garrett Wilson. We don't care. We we don't. You. There has to be. Now, and, and don't please don't try to pacify me 
and be like, oh, we well, we got you guys Jamison Crowder. Um, <laughs> we got you guys AJ Green. Like, fuck, what happened? Fuck, fuck off. Fuck, fuck off, bro. <laughs> <laughs> for once, for fucking once, can we get a PS5 for like a Christmas present, a birthday present? Like on draft night, just once. Uh, bro, you get this refurbished PS4. <laughs> <laughs> Take this PS4, boy. Refurbished, still work. <laughs> <laughs> Man. Um, so we talked about it a little bit yesterday. Well, we talked about it a lot yesterday. Brother, fuck. Might have to just put this down as my second job full time, bro. These niggas worry us out, bro. Um, this whole, bro, like the love fest that was going on today between CD Deuce and, and Teron Matthew. <laughs> like, I, I already started following Teron Matthew on Twitter, bro. Like, I don't, like Man. The, there's enough smoke. I just, like, it, I just feel like it's going to happen. I guess the, the, the real decision boils down to. Is he, and even Aaron Wilson, the guy who is a robot, reported it from yeah. the Football Network. You know, basically it's going to boil down to money, obviously, but, you know, it's going to be either be the Saints or be the Ravens. Um, I know that Michael Thomas was like heavily recruiting uh, Teron when, when the Cardinals cut him before he went to the Texans, mm-hmm. uh, like heavily. And I don't know if there's any possible way that it could happen. I don't know. But at least defensively, if there's some type of crazy way where the Saints were to move on, and I think the only way they could do this is they would have to move on from Malcolm and Bradley Roby to get the cap, the, the money to make it work. But if they could add Turan, put him at strong safety in the Malcolm Jenkins spot, and if Mal- if Marcus Williams hits the market, realizes that he might not, he's not going to get 16, 17, 18 mil a year on the, on the open market. And maybe that 13 or that 12 or 12, 13, 13 and a half, that maybe is on the table for him for Mickey with the team that he knows and the defense that he knows. Tell me, man, they end up with Marcus, and Marcus back in Honey Badger and Strong Safety and CD and. Hey. Marshawn and Go Boxman. Okay. Now I don't know how we're gonna score points unless we turn unless they return them bitches for for pick sixes. But <laughs> but that if if this is a big if huge if if they could work that to happening, you still you still have Demar like that defense that defense alone could get you to at least eight to nine wins. Then you need that offense just to just to be good, man. Like not even good, like just decent. <laughs> just be decent. Like, I'll settle for decent at this point, bro. Just decent. I mean, because you know, I mean, since the Rams won the Super Bowl, a lot of teams looking at them like they weren't an offensive led team this year at all. You know, they oh. very very conservative, ran the ball sometimes to the point of being annoying, like running the ball. Um, you know, they got their big plays in the passing game, especially once they got OBJ. Um, 
But, you know, that was kind of their formula. They got big plays in the passing game. They ran the ball a lot. And they played really good defense. And I think if the Saints want to be that team, that's what they can be if they address the team the way they should the way they should address it. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, Jameis has a poor man, Stafford. Um, get you some pass catches, them dogs that can make some plays. Um, and, you know, you just got to hope that defense is as good as it has been and even better. Yes. You know? And health. Like, got to be healthy, too. Yeah, absolutely. It, health is health is a big, big factor. Um, I want to talk you, – you talk – so our, our main guy and both our – if we were the GM's situation um, was tagged. Mike Gesicki got tagged by the Dolphins. Um, he's off the board. Dolphin Schultz tagged by the Cowboys. He's off the board. Chris Godwin tagged by – Cow or Chris Godwin tagged by Tampa Bay for a second season in a row. He's off the board. Mike Williams, wide receiver from Chargers, got a contract extension. He's off the board. Um. So that said, if you go down the list, like there's this tight end or this tight end free agency class is robust. Sorry, it is robust the number of tight ends in this free agency class. I was just like, like you could the Saints could sign a Hayden Hurst, bruh. I'd be fine. Yeah. Would sure. would be fine. Would be fine. And I don't know, like, like this tight, like to me, this tight end class doesn't scream to me like it's gonna break the bank money-wise. Um, I believe, and this is someone, this is someone that I wanted uh last free agency, but Gerald Everett, Gerald Everett of the Titans, or excuse me, of the uh-huh. Seahawks, only signed a one-year contract. He's going. He's a free agent. Just a lot of players on the market um, in the tight end class. If they were just to get one, just one. Also, forgot to mention Michael Gallup. Probably going to get contract central with the Cowboys as well. He's off the board. Just getting one of these tight ends could do a lot in terms yes. of uh, just helping the offense. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Like it just it makes a lot of sense just to go get one of these guys, man. Uh, the, the Bengals tight end, um, CJ Uzama. Uzama, yeah, yeah. Um, you go get one of these. Go get Aiden Hurst. You know, go get Everett. Like these are guys that can come into this offense and produce, man. Please, please do not, absolutely do not sign fucking Evan Ingram. Do not do it. Do not do it, bro. You're gonna be disappointed, bro. If we, man, he is basically the first round pick version. Well, he had a good rookie season, but everything's well. Big Fish had a good rookie season too with them 16 catches. <laughs> Everything after Evan Ingram's rookie season has been absolutely dog shit. <laughs> dog shit. Um, here's a question I have for you. It seems like, and I don't know what to think of him as a player because he showed so much 
like, oh, we, this is going to be like one of the next big, great wide receivers in, in this game. He's an LSU guy. DJ Chark, 2019, had a great season. And then yeah, he got, he's been, he got hurt last year. He didn't have a good 2020. He's a free agent. Jacksonville doesn't look like they're going to bring him back. That seems like a guy that if you were to, if they were to sign, yeah, it's like a, it's kind of like a, a flyer where like we'll sign, yeah. we'll, we'll sign him, but the, the upside in him could be really good for the Saints and be a, he could be a good solid number two if Michael Thomas is fully 100% back. Absolutely. And I think that's how the Saints are going to shop in free agency. They're going to, you know, not, not exactly goodwill, but, you know, I'm going to clear Ross, the record. Yeah, Ross, clear the record a little bit. TJ Maxx. You know, maybe, maybe the collar. Collar ain't really buttoned up. You know what I'm saying? Maybe the collar leaning a little different. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like something ain't right about it. It's like the sleeve a little longer than the other sleeve or something. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, you know, that's how we go to shop, you know, this offseason. Um, and then you got the draft. So I think they have a chance, man. They have a chance to put together a decent team. This just was one of them disappointing days where you just kind of got slapped in the face and realized you know, the, the the ceiling is only so high. You know what I'm saying? They have a chance to put together. Bro, I'm looking at Greg's top 101 list right now. Leighton Banderesh is his 97th free agent on the list, bro. Damn, that's crazy. Yeah, isn't that fucking wild? Like, that is wild to me. That blows me away. <laughs> that's crazy. Isn't it? <laughs> Like his rookie, his rookie season was like he was like the next the next it at linebacker, bro. He was man. He was the next it at linebacker, and then injuries. I it, I don't like I don't know if they just took away. Even Greg had wrote up like maybe it take, took away some of his explosiveness, but it's yeah. just uh, I don't know, man. That's just crazy. Um, I saw you giving the like on Twitter. Gave you you just giving the eyes to um, you know, Dom Kuntu gonna be a free agent. Now he might not be in our price range. Let me just first put that out there. He he bought that money. He a money chaser. <laughs> yes, that's good, good for him, bro. That's it. That's he should be. Um, but he, be, you know, he is. But, yeah, he, know, he's absolutely. But if he could be had, I mean, we need we need defensive tackle help, man. You know, and he's we do. just. He's formed himself as just to like a solid, good starting defensive tackle at this point. You know, how much money that is, I don't know. You know, I wouldn't go crazy. Um, you know, we were in a sweepstakes for him a couple of years ago when he was, you know, really, really trying to squeeze. But at this point, I think he he understands where he's at. He's a he's not a full-time starter. He's, you know, he's a rotational defensive tackle and a good one. So uh, how much that costs? I don't know. You know, four, five, six million. You know, who knows? But yeah, he has a name. Yeah, yeah, the, the yeah. name. And, you know, maybe there's better players you can go and get cheaper. Um, but there's somebody I'd be like, oh, you know. Yeah, yo, oh, for sure. Um, 
I'm just want to just throw out some. Oh, is he a free agent? Oh man, that the Saints have no reason to sign him. But Anthony Barr being a free agent, ah, just just hard. Just just for you, just for just, you. Just hard. Um, <laughs> so I'm just gonna throw out some quick names. Him and him and Zach Bond just gonna be looking at each other like the Spider Man. <laughs> They even got a look alike too, bro. I know, bro. Like, damn, why are we not getting those snaps? <laughs> <laughs> if the Saints were really smart, not that they should, because I don't—I mean, I don't even know where he would play. But they just saw Anthony Barr just making him to like a defensive man, like he was in college, where he should have been, bro. <laughs> just yeah. a little rusty passer. Um, I just want to throw out some quick names in terms of if the Marcus Williams thing. Go sideways. He doesn't return. There, are, there's one thing that completely might depreciate his value on the market is that there are a shit ton of safeties, bro. Mm-hmm. There are so many. Um, I know we we're just talking about defensive tackles. Like King Hicks is a free agent. Even he, Drew's not there anymore. That would be that'd be great to get him back. Even though he's kind of a bitch. Um, <laughs> Quadre Diggs. Interesting. Well, Free agent. He got hurt last year, um, but he expected I mean, that, that sounds right. Like, as soon as you say a player got hurt the previous season, that like the Saints, like it's like they took the blue pill. We're like, oh, what? He got hurt last year? <laughs> what? Uh, Quadre Diggs uh, as an option, wouldn't hate it at all. He's older, 29. I didn't realize, why is Marcus May so old? Marcus May, who I mentioned on the last episode we did, he tore his Achilles um, last season. Um, but he's from a first-round pick, has, has performed really well in the last two couple of seasons. He's 20, 29, could play that that strong, that, excuse me, that, that safety role. If Marcus Williams were to leave, trying to see who else, uh, trying to just figure out who else is a free agent at the safety position. Um, but because of there being kind of a plethora of safeties on the market, uh, this year, Justin Reed, former, I think it was the first round pick or low first round pick or second round pick of the Texans had a fallen out with, with Lovey Smith. Um, I always kind of find to be like a little overrated player, but he's not like a bad player. Um, former, or if not former, uh, younger brother of Eric Reed. Like there's Jordan Whitehead. He played, you know, played for the Bucks. Played in the division. Um, yeah. He's 25. Like there are just some players there that are on the market that are, are a, or that are safeties that we know how Mickey is, bro. Going going to that Plan B. Like if you don't take this money, I'm gonna give it to somebody. <laughs> it's kind of like kind of like you try to get you try to get some tonight. <laughs> you texted two girls. Oh yeah. <laughs> hey, who gonna be? Who gonna be the first one to say, "Come on, who gonna be the first? <laughs> uh, you, you said, "Ah, oh, boom! All right, locked in." Boom. <laughs> then you, then you, you said something. I'm like, ah, oh, sorry, sorry, babe. Something, something came up. I'm not gonna be able. To. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, buddy. Well, we've all been there in the past before. Mm-hmm. Um, but just options for the Saints. Um, I really hope 
like like we I've talked about on this on the show before, they really realize the atrocity they have offensively right now. And Please. if they if they just come out and just give us a hint that they see how shit, how bad shit is in free agency, like let's say free agency start and they they sign like a DJ Chark and like a Jameson Crowder, bro. I'm like I, I, I'm okay. Like I'm like. Okay, like yes. See what's going on? They, you see what we see? We on the same page. And then if if, if they went outside of DJ Chark and the Jameson Crowder, I would be kind of okay with maybe them not taking our receiver eighteen. Like, uh, it, like I I would I would still prefer them to because depending on who was there. But if they wanted to wait to like round two at that point because they felt like the need was addressed. And they attacked it by getting two players at that position in free agency. I wouldn't even hate them waiting on round two. But they can you just show up like sh- sign a guard, sign a rock receiver two, sign a tight end, a running back. Just show us that you see the shit is shit on offense. Please, please. Just one or two signings, bro. It seems like they are going to be more active in free agency than they were last year, which makes sense because niggas didn't have no money last year. Got a little, got a little stimulus check. Got a little tax return. Um, they can do a little something with it. But anyway, we 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 covered it. We covered our our angst with the whole situation that has led to the Saints being in quarterback purgatory. I had to let our get some stuff off, off our chest pertaining Sean Payton, the Russell Wilson trade that went down today. Um, I mean, I feel like every time we, we, we end the episode, <laughs> shit happens the next day, bro. So tomorrow's Wednesday. Uh, I, I said I wanted more spice last night. NFL said, got you, bro. Just in a span of, like what three days or whatever it is, a wide receiver was suspended a season for betting on games. Russell Wilson got traded. Aaron Rodgers is getting paid. Like there's so much shit that's happened in the NFL that I've have honestly forgotten it. And as much as we like to like just clutch our pearls from time to time and just be like, oh fuck NFL, like the bruh, it is the best reality show of all time. <laughs> No question. Of all time. No question. It is why we're addicted to it. It's just like, what? This, what? What's happening, nigga? What? Um, I got auto-blocked by Adam Schefter today. Don't even know why. I don't even, like, I don't even, like, why? Don't even know, what is auto-blocking? I don't know. Whatever. I don't know. Never heard of it. But we, we, reco- we recap today. We appreciate all our fans. Um, we, we really do. <laughs> and I know that you guys are supporting us in terms of the work that we're putting in because we NFL putting us to work, bro. Guys, treating us like got the whips, rah, toe bad. Um, but we'll see what happens. It's, I, I already know it's going to be a pretty fucking busy weekend. Like some shit's going to be popping off. Uh, Monday, Tuesday, next week's going to be busy. Free agency starts on Wednesday. We got you guys covered. Um, so to all our listeners, thank you. Happy International Women Day, Women's Day, Women, Women, 
woman, women, whatever. It's, it's been a long day for me. Um, and we'll see what happens tomorrow, <laughs> pretty much. Uh, with that, we're out. We'll be back soon. We'll be back soon. But with that, we're out. Peace. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.